there's been a lot of speculation, a couple more things about Juan Soto, and some thoughts on how the Yankees are going to handle their offseason. And first, let's just go with Juan Soto in the first. A couple of new things have uh, emerged uh, about Juan Soto uh, a little bit. One, Juan Soto, obviously, of the San Diego Padres. Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, again, joins the party, as everyone has. We all know the situation with Juan Soto, right, and the San Diego Padres. They are they need to cut payroll. They unfortunately lost their owner recently, and the, the belief is he was the guy behind spending all this money. He was the one who was designed uh, to and resigned to just trying to win at all costs. And as much as maybe the GM and Preller loves him, that Juan Soto, that is, that they're just not in a position right now to be able to do enough wizardry to cut enough salary without moving on from Juan Soto, considering all the other guaranteed long-term contracts they've settled themselves into. So Ken Rosenthal came out today and did a, uh, you know, part of his athletic story was that it's not a question of if he will be traded, it's where to. So I think the thought process has finally really started to emerge everywhere that Juan Soto is going to be traded. And let me say this as we get into the Yankee offseason, a couple things with Yamamoto, and just really the thought process on the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner. Because that's who I think this is about. Like, the move for, for the move for Juan Soto isn't about Brian Cashman. It's really not. Signing Yamamoto isn't about Brian Cashman. We all know the Yankees love Yamamoto. We all know, the, the and that's that was another report today, where the Yankees have purposely, over the last year, I guess, did not give out the number 18 because they're saving it for Yamamoto or at least leaving that open to him if he comes here. It's a it's widely regarded as the ace, the ace pitcher in Japan wears number 18. Uh, he wears number 18, you know, with his current team in Japan, and that's the thought process that that's the number you give to your ace pitcher who has now won three consecutive MVPs in Japan. Tanaka wore 18 in Japan. I believe he still does now that he's back in Japan. He came over uh, and wore 19 for the Yankees because uh, someone was wearing 18. He didn't want to disrespect them, but that's a big number, and it's a nice little gesture. I'm not sure how much it means. We'll get into that in a second, but like we know they love him. It's a matter of whether or not how much money it's going to take to get him and whether the Yankees are going to go there. Same thing with Bellinger. I would think Bellinger fits this team like a glove, especially if they don't land Juan Soto. It's a matter of whether whether or not the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner are willing to spend the money, considering they just gave Judge an enormous contract last year, considering they gave Rodon an, a, a, a hefty pitching contract last year. Are they willing to spend the money? Are they willing to do something they haven't done in a long time and have one of these big-time free agent seasons? And let me start with this. I do believe that the Yankees are willing to spend big-time money. And I will tell you why right now. And I know the thought process is, well, what, they haven't done it over these years. They haven't, uh, you know, they, they, they bargain bin. And here's the biggest difference in the bargain bin. And it's, it's, it's not just as easy as winning and losing. They're coming off an 82-win season. We know that. It's the worst in 40 years. And everyone likes to use the example of, well, when they did this, when they didn't make the playoffs in 08 and heading into the new building, which I think was just as much a part of it as the failure of 08, they went out and had this enormous spending spree. They got CeCe, they got the share, they got Burnett, you know, they, they got, um, they spent all half a billion dollars and they went out and won the World Series. At the end of the 13th season, they were an, a really an atrocious team, didn't make the playoffs, and then boom, they spend all this money in 14. But, you know, 
they're not going to do that. The Yankees bargain bin basement shop, and that's it's it's more than even like. Here's the thing about the bargain bin basement shop, and it is about winning in some way. Yes, the Yankees haven't been the same team to go out and spend that kind of money. Now they have when they wanted a guy. They go out and get Cole in nineteen. They bring in Stanton in eighteen. After the 2017 season, they spend money on Stanton, although it's via trade. The contract was over the next handful of years. They give Cole money. They've given money. They made sure they keep Judge. They've spent money. The reason why you have seen stop gaps at second at shortstop, and the reason why you have seen trades like um, the one that got you uh, Josh Donaldson and IKF and some of the other small moves that all these guys like to point to and all the people who refuse to believe the Yankees could put themselves in a big-time situation, is my they did that while they were still winning. It is about winning and losing, but it's more than that. It's what they were doing in the process of, like, everyone, oh, my God, how could you expect the same team that knew they needed to do something that offseason after losing the playoffs again, and then they go out and trade for Josh Donaldson? That's their big move. They go out and get IKF to be a – IKF is the shortstop for the New York Yankees, and you're telling me, you're telling me IKF is the shortstop for the New York Yankees. They're going to trade Josh, Josh Donaldson, and now suddenly that's the same team that's going to spend money on all these big-time free agents? Yeah. You know why? Because they traded for Josh Donaldson off a playoff year, and then what they do that year? They traded for Josh Donaldson and were the best team in baseball for the first half. You might not like that answer. I might not like that answer. But the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner were able to drape themselves in it. Right, wrong, indifferent. Whether you think IKF is an inexcusable player to be the shortstop for the New York Yankees, they were the best team in baseball for the first half. They had they dealt with injuries, won 99 games, and won their division a mere year ago. So we can complain about IKF, and I certainly will, as him being the shortstop. And we can complain about all these guys in the off-seasons that they've done. They've been allowed to because they've won despite it. And they've been to three ALCSs in the last five years. Not good enough for you. And we're learning that. And that momentum is starting to build as a fan base. The disdain for how they've handled these off-seasons despite winning on some level is starting to come to a head with this, with this fan base, and they know it. And this year, 82-80, and 80, and the season never had a chance. They weren't the best team in baseball at any point this year. They never looked like a real playoff team. Maybe a stretch, like a 10-day stretch right before Judge got hurt. That's it. They never looked like a team capable of doing anything. They traded for Josh Donaldson. Oh, and IKF, oh my God, embarrassing. They were on pace for 110 wins halfway through the year. At the All-Star break, they were the toast of baseball. They had the best record in baseball. They had, they had Jose Altuve was an All-Star. They had their All-Star closer. They had their All-Star. Uh, Stanton was an All-Star. We forget that. Stanton was an All-Star. Judge was obviously having one of the great seasons we've ever seen. Rizzo was having a good season. They were winning at an incredible pace, a 1998 pace. Again, not a, not a suitable answer and not anything to hang your hat on and be happy with. But that's how Steinbrenner looked at it. Hey, a couple of things went wrong, and we still won 99 games. And we were playing in the ALCS and lost to the future World Series team. We lost to the future World Series champions. A couple tweaks here or there, we're all right. 
This is completely different. This is completely different. They know that the fan base has had enough. They can feel it. You look at how Brian Cashman handled that session with the media. He was furious. That is as mad as not only have I've ever seen Brian Cashman, but almost any GM or executive in this town ever. That's a guy who has a 25-year resume who thinks it's pretty damn good and is frustrated at the idea that year one year removed from 99 wins and a trip to the ALCS that you guys are ready to come to the castle which with with torques and uh, with uh torches and and for, uh pitchforks like he doesn't understand it he doesn't understand it but this year was different this year none of his little moves worked and we can talk about bargain bin basements and all oh, the yankee shop at the bargain bin you know why they've been successful there up until last year They've been successful. Everybody wants to point to the Sonny Gray failure. And, oh, you can't mention the Sonny Gray trade, Cashman, or, oh, wow, he's been great everywhere else. What an indictment it is on your franchise. Totally true. The idea of guys coming here and not being able to make it work here, like Gallo and and Sonny Gray, and Sonny Gray's the best example because he's gone on to be an excellent pitcher uh, before and after to the point where he just signed a big-time deal and he was second and and runner-up in the Cy Young last year. But over the last handful of years, since 2017, you can point to way more guys that have come here from that, you know, and been way more successful than they've been other places. You have to just look at the last year or so to find it the other way. Like, oh, the Yankees do nothing but bargain bin. Sure, when you hit at the clip they hit for a while, you do it. When you hit on Gio Urshela, when you pay twenty five grand for Gio Urshela and he's hitting you grand slams against Cleveland in the postseason and hitting damn near three hundred and and became such a good third baseman for you that you forgot about Andujar after an injury, and when you bring in Luke Voigt and he's got a nine hundred OPS and he leads the American League and all of baseball in home runs in twenty twenty when he couldn't make the 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 Cardinals team nobody ever says how come the Cardinals couldn't make Luke Voigt work. Like, nobody ever has that problem. No one ever says, oh, that's a real indictment on the Cardinals. They couldn't make Luke Voigt work. Hey, that's a real indictment on the Cleveland Guardians and Indians at the time that they got nothing out of Gio Urshela. That's a real problem for them. How come it worked with the Yankees? Nobody says that. You know why? Because it doesn't go the other way. Every single one of those hit for a time. And now the last two years, they've all failed. And they were willing to ride that hot streak. Hal Steinbrenner was believing uh, for, you know, Cashman's luck at the, the craps table. He was rolling up Gio Urshela's. He was rolling up um, Didi Gregorius's. He was rolling up Luke Voigt's. He was rolling up all these guys. And now he's come snake eyes the last two years. It's completely different. This is a completely different offseason than it's been the last handful of years. And I, I'll be the first one to admit, I've had optimism heading into previous offseasons. I had optimism heading into last offseason, thinking they really realized they had to fix the offense, and they didn't. First to admit it, how, how they went into the offseason without a left fielder is mind-boggling to me. But I firmly believe this year is going to be different. Now, I don't know if they'll get all three like, I, I guess BT and some people have suggested, I know, 
that John Heyman has suggested that they're going to get two of the big three, which is obviously Yamamoto, Soto, and uh, Bellinger. I don't know if they're going to get all three of those players. That sounds like a lot to me and a lot of money, and I don't know if that's necessarily plausible. But I do believe they're going to get at least one and probably two. I, I, I First of all, I think they're going to get Juan Soto. And let me tell you this right now. I know I'm the Cashman shill. I know everybody. I, do, I defend the Yankees. I'm sort of defending them in this moment right now about how they went about off-seasons. I, I'm, I'm, I think they've been wrong how they've handled off-seasons. My point is, is they've won enough to at least understand their thought process. You can't have the same thought process after this year and after the failures. Cashman's right on this, right on that, right on this, right on that. Everyone goes down in 19. He brings up Cameron Mabin. He, bring, he hits on that. He hits on every little thing that still wins uh, 100 games in 19 and wins him a division. Right? They go out and get, uh, like I said, IKF is a terrible shortstop. It's a terrible stopgap. It doesn't work at all. They have the best record in baseball for half a year, win 99 games, win the division in the ALCS. Like, not good enough for us, but I can understand how they can say, hey, we're not far off. We were just in the ALCS. If it wasn't for some injuries, we, were, we had five All-Stars, and we won 99 games and won the division. A, a, a division that had three playoff teams in it. That everybody tells us we no longer compete with. We won the division a year ago. But somehow they've all surpassed us. How did they surpass us? We won a division last year. That's how the Yankees think. This is different. And like I said, I've been a fan of Brian Cashman. I've defended Brian Cashman. I've soured a little bit on Brian Cashman. If Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman allow Juan Soto to be traded somewhere else, I will be done. So we can talk about whether they should have all three. If they should go out and sign Yamamoto and outbid the Mets, who are without question, Steve Cohen is going to be throwing a ton of money at this guy. Whether they should go out there and get Bellinger as well, because they need more than just one bat. You get two lefty bats perfectly. You know, it's exactly what they need. Bellinger coming off this great year. He's won an MVP. He's won a World Series. Now he's back. He's figured it out. He's healthy. He's the perfect fit for Yankee Stadium, blah, blah, blah. All that. I agree with all of it. If Juan Soto is traded and the Yankees don't pony up, I'll be done. That is the one move that the Yankees have to make. That's it. If they do nothing else, if they whiff on Yamamoto, if they whiff on Bellinger, if they get me Juan Soto, I'm happy. Juan Soto is an absolute must. He's an absolute must. He's a must-get if he's traded. Now, there's been some different speculations on what it would take to get him. There's a report out there that it takes two top 100 prospects. There is, let me tell you something right now. There is no way in hell you are getting Juan Soto for two top 100 prospects. That is patently ridiculous. If that's all it takes, every team in baseball will be interested in that rental. It's going to... They are going to shoot up the price of that. There is no way in hell that's all it takes. There is no way. I don't care how much payroll they have to shed or what kind of tight spot they're in. They are not trading Juan Soto. And I don't care what the contract is you have to give them. I understand you got to turn around and give them at least $450 million. At least that's the starting point. I get that. There is no way you are giving up your uh, top 100. Like, All right, if, if you're saying top 100 but one has to be top five, okay, maybe. But you are not giving up your 25th and 58th prospect and getting Juan Soto. 
That's absolutely that's patently ridiculous. The Yankees are going to have to pony up and give up top prospects, top pitching prospects. There's just no no way around it. There's no way around it. They have to. And they absolutely need to. I know John Heyman came out with a report the Yankees should pass on Juan Soto because of the idea that it's just a rental. I don't care it's just a rental. I don't care 99.9% of the time he's still getting to free agency and they're not going to be able to extend him and they're going to have to get into a bidding war in the offseason. And there's always Steve Cohen with his with his pocketbook the Yankees can't compete with. And if he decides he wants them, then he'll probably get them. I get that. You have to do something that changes this team and changes the feeling around this team. And Juan Soto in the middle of this lineup at 25 years old, in the prime of his career, is, a, is something the Yankees cannot pass on. The Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner cannot call themselves the Yankees if they allow that move to go anywhere else. 877-337-6666. So we'll get to it all. I think the Yankees are poised for a big-time postseason. I do think Hal Steinbrenner is ready to spend. I do think they recognize that this offseason, considering where they finished and where the fan base is, and the idea that the little things that got Cashman through from when he made the trades and traded off all those pieces at the end of the 16th season up until 2020, all the little moves that all came up perfect have been out-and-out failures for two years, and it's put this roster and it's put this team in a situation where they can't just get by with little small moves. They can't just get by with one move. They have to go out and make sure that they put this team in a position to win next year because they have a window of Judge and Cole that is only getting shorter. And they have to do it right now. 877-337-6666. 